Hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of From Ragtime to No Time with DJ MK. Sitting here beside me on the floor is Nico, who's my dog friend, who's giving me a funny look with his bone sitting on the floor by his paws. He says, who are you talking to and why? <laughs> well, as I promised at the end of the last episode, when I played three Duke Ellington or Duke Ellington-related tunes by other ensembles, I started this episode off with none other than Duke Ellington. This was off a French release um, called Duke Ellington and His Orchestra, 1928 to 1933. I love the subtitle here that also says, Selected for a Discriminating Collector by A. Prati. Um, anyway, Duke obviously... Uh, was active uh, for a long period of time in the 20s, late 20s, was when he was first recorded all the way up through his death, um, until his death, I should say, in the 70s. Um, so I played a track off this um, that was recorded in December of 1929 in Ellington, the composition called Sweet Mama. And the band, besides Ellington and piano, of course, Arthur Wetzel and Lewis Metcalf on trombone. Uh, Joe Nanton. I'm sorry, Tricky Joe would have been on trombone. The trumpets were Arthur Wetzel and Lewis Metcalf. Otto Hardwick is soprano and alto saxophone. Barney Bigard, clarinet. Harry Carney, alto and baritone sax. Fred Guy on banjo. Wellman Browd on... Um, it says CB... I'm not sure. Maybe that's the bass. Uh, Sonny Greer on, they have a down as battery because this is a French release, but that would be the drummer. So that was from uh, 1929. A nice track. And I'm going to just get right to playing some more music. Completely unrelated to Duke, but obviously everything is related. So with that said, here we go.
All right. So we just played four tracks in a row. And I'm going to go backwards from what we just heard. Albert Ammons, piano from 1939. Boogie Wookie Kings is the name of this collection, volume nine in the Euphonics piano series. And Albert plays a tune of his own composition called Shout for Joy. Seems like it's a live recording. Doesn't really say much in the liner notes about that. Um, but I love it. I'm sure you do too. Uh, before that, we heard Air uh, from the album Air Time. Air is Henry Threadgill, Fred Hopkins, and Steve McCall. I would highly suggest picking up anything by Air if you like that track. They only have a few albums they did as a trio. Um, this is from 1978. The track I played was GVE, which features Henry Threadgill on an instrument of his own creation uh, called the hubcaphone, which is a collection of hubcaps that he has mounted on some sort of stand, and he plays them with mallets. You can hear that at the beginning of the tune. Uh, later on, he switches to flute. And just a lovely sort of repetitive bass drum thing going on in the background. Before that, Kenny Burrell from his album Midnight Blue, which is a Blue Note release. And for the life of me, I can't see a release date on this, which seems to be a Blue Note thing. On the back of the record and on the record itself, they don't make it very obvious when the thing was recorded. But this seems like it's obviously sometime in the 60s. Uh, besides Kenny Burrell, he has Stanley Turrentine on tenor saxophone, Major Holly on bass, Bill English on drums, and Ray Barreto on conga. And Ray Barreto is doing some really cool stuff on the conga here, if you listen. Um, and before that, right after the Duke Ellington tune, I played a track from John Coltrane's Stellar Regions. And I played the title track, which was the third track on side one, which I just think is a beautiful tune by Mr. Coltrane. Uh, this is recorded in uh, February 1967 by the famous Rudy Van Gelder, one of my favorite studio engineers. Everything Rudy touches sounds amazing. He has his own studio that he built in New Jersey. And even before then, he was living in his parents' living room and recording people, and it still sounded good. Um, anyway, the, the, the quartet at this time was John Coltrane, of course, on tenor, uh, Alice Coltrane on piano, Jimmy Garrison on bass, and Rashid Ali on drums. So... Without further ado, we're just going to continue on, and I'm going to play some more music. Thank <laughs> you. 
Okay. So we just heard another four tracks in a row. Last thing you heard was an Albert Ammons tune. After that, we've got Charlie Parker. The record that I played from is called The Cool Jazz. Historical Recordings, Volume 1, never previously released, or so they say. The track I played was Cool Blues. There really isn't much information on the back of this record. Obviously, from listening to the recording, it was recorded a long time ago. I'm not sure who was playing on it. That's a good tune. After that, we heard Chico Hamilton, one of my favorite records. This one's called A Man from Two Worlds. Uh, Chico always had a pretty good band. Uh, this is one of my favorites that he had, which includes, besides Chico on the drums, Charles Lloyd on tenor sax and flute, who was really also the musical leader of this band. Gabor Zabo on guitar, and Albert Stinson on bass. So Albert Stinson was a California bassist whose first big gig was with Chico, um, was very young at the time of this recording. And he did a few other recordings that, with Chico and some other folks. And um, in a tragic uh, story, died of a drug overdose at the age of 24. Um, the track that I played was the first track, which is also the title track, Man from Two Worlds. Originally, I was going to play um, a Charles Lloyd uh, medley, which is Forest Flower, Sunrise, and then the second part being Sunset, because Sunset especially is really touching, but I had a little technological snafu. Um and just sort of ended up going for the first track, which is a good one. Um, after that, Weather Report from their first self-titled album. And I played the second track, which is Umbrellas. Um, the group during this time was Alphonse Muzan, Joe Zavinal, Miroslav Vitas, Wayne Shorter, and Erto Moreira. Um, I was actually originally going to play something from this live in Tokyo double record that I have from Weather Report, but all the tracks are basically the whole length of a record. When they played live, I think they just played really long form compositions, open-ended, very improvised, loose. And I can't just see taking up 20 minutes of the podcast with one of those sides, but, um, Maybe at some point in the future, I'm not sure. Who knows? The, the Live in Tokyo stuff is amazing. Their first record is amazing. As Weather Report continues on uh, towards the very end, especially, and not as big of a fan of Weather Report, um, but their early stuff I love. And we finished up there with Cannonball Adderley Quartet. And this is a Riverside record. Uh, it just says recorded April, May, 1959. 
the track I played was I've Told Every Little Star, which is a Hammerstein Kern tune. Uh, the group for that recording was, of course, Julian Cannonball Adderley. On the alto, Winston Kelly on piano. Paul Chambers on bass. And Jimmy Cobb on drums. What a group. And that whole record is really pretty, pretty awesome. Um, on a few of the tracks, Percy Heath is on bass and Albert Heath, his brother, also known as Tui, is on drums. Uh, but the whole thing, pretty amazing. So we've got a few minutes left, and I'm going to play just a little more. One, maybe two more tracks, but I'll check in before we're all done.
And here we are again. I ended up just playing one track because that track was so beautiful. It's called Japan. How can you play another track after that? Uh, this is from Tawheed, Pharaoh Sanders record, One Impulse. Um, this was recorded in... Nineteen, no, it doesn't even say. I think it's in the sixties, late sixties. Sometimes they're a little vague with the lighter notes, but da 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 What can you say about that? Anyway. That concludes episode two of From Ragtime to No Time. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard. And please stay tuned for future episodes. See you next time.